This is Building on the Solid Rock with Pastor Troy Neely of Calvary Chapel, Solid Rock. Let every family find faith in the Father's love. This is where it begins. This is our cry, this is our song, Jesus the way. We find our life in Him. God said it so that you'll know you didn't do it, I did it. So often, guys, God puts our backs against a red sea. Or he puts us in places where we're, we're at a disadvantage. I don't know how it can be done. And he puts us there so that he can show us that it's he that does it. So, so what we have to stop doing is we have to stop fighting so hard to try to feel like we're going to be comfortable and we can make it happen. And we've got to let God be God. Trust Him. Let go. And trust Him. Have you ever been put in a situation where you felt like you were up against impossible odds, but somehow you got through it? It was no mistake or coincidence that you were put under those circumstances. That was the work of God Himself. Maybe at that point in your life, you needed a reminder that God had your back, and you got it. Pastor Troy's heart in today's message is that you would know that you can rely on God. If God has brought you into a situation, He will get you through it. Live into that today. Now, here's Pastor Troy in the book of Luke chapter 2 as he continues his message, Oh Hectic Night. God wants us to press in on Him and to seek Him. I know at Christmas Eve and Christmas services, there are always those who will go to church or go to a church, and they don't go to church regularly. This is a time to start seeking the Lord about maybe where he wants you to press in and plug in and be around him and his people more often so that you're not just isolated running your life however you think it should be run, but you start putting yourself in God's hands, trusting him and being around The idea that there's a God who wants to direct and govern your life. So that's what Israel had done. They'd forgotten all about God. They started to think maybe it was time for him to come because the Romans had come in, taken over, which meant that they lost the right to govern themselves. And there was a prophecy about that. The scepter shall not depart Judah until until the Messiah would come. And so when Rome came in and oppressed them, they said, look, we've lost our right to govern ourselves. Judah has lost a scepter and the Messiah hasn't come. And so there was a heightened sense of expectation, but they almost had this feeling of, we missed out. We messed up. He's not going to do what he said he was going to do. He's not going to come because we messed up. What they didn't know, what they failed to check out when the Magi came and clearly said, we've come to see the one born king of the Jews, they failed to check it out. They failed to go to Bethlehem and see. We can't afford to make those kind of mistakes. And so Christmas and Easter, but we're talking about Christmas today, Christmas is one of those times where God gathers, draws in some of those who are on the fringes, 
and says, I want you to press in and see. I want you to be reminded. So God used the government here. I'm certain that he's aligning certain things with the government today. I don't like certain things and how it affects my life in certain ways. I'm certainly not for a lot of things that are going on. But here's one thing I do trust in. God is in control. So instead of hating on people, which is easy to do, instead of always complaining, I say always because I still do complain, but instead of always complaining, these guys need prayer. I don't, know, I don't care how you feel about them. No one should wish hell upon anyone. And so pray for them. Pray for our nation. Let this time period drive us to our knees. Who knows what God may do? Who knows how much time there may be? But we, if we're God's people, ought to pray because the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. No matter who you're under in employment and government in the home, you've got to trust God that he can move them. And if he doesn't move them, you've got to trust God when he doesn't move them. So this little town of Bethlehem was not still or silent. It was very busy because everyone was out trying to get to their place of registration. Remember, there was no room in the inn for a pregnant woman. And so it wasn't that they weren't, they didn't have the means or the money. It was that they just, there was no room. It was a lot like our Christmases today. Very busy, uh, worries about why the government is doing this and doing that and friction and uh, everything. Well, I won't mention it. Well, I will mention it. Everything but worrying about whether or not you had a shot. (laughs) You know which one I'm talking about. So they didn't worry about that, but there was something much bigger going on in the world than that. At Christmas... Many look at the little manger scenes, and it can be a form of ministry and witness. But what they don't realize sometimes is that same baby that you see all cute there with the animals and the mom and the dad and the angel and maybe the magi and this beautiful serene scene, that little baby was the same one who grew up and took nails in his hands, was beaten and died. For a reason. He came for a reason. We celebrate Christmas. As Christians, if you didn't know this, as Christians, we really celebrate because the promise that God made that he would send a redeemer after the fall, he delivered on that promise. The whole Old Testament is about Satan trying to stop it. We talked about that Grinch who almost stole Christmas and how he almost did it. But he was here. He came. And we celebrate because with that, he offered a few things, which we'll talk about here in a moment. So that was the environment. Now let's look at the invitation. The invitation given on that night. Verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ 
the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So now let's talk about the invitation. There was an invitation first to see. Come see something. Check this out. The angels give the shepherds some news. And then they tell them, this will be a sign for you. So here's the news. Here's what's going on. And this is going to be a sign that when you, you know, wake up tomorrow, you won't look back and go, was that the pizza? You know, what, what, what was that? Did you have the same dream? You're going to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this truly happened. You know, signs are a good indicator that you're on track. You know, you get your paper back after a test. There's a sign on it. Could be an A, could be a C, could be an F. All those are a sign. They're an indicator of how you did. So was I ready? Well, let's see. And the test will tell you. That's what I think is weird about studying for the test you should have been studying for all along. Isn't a test supposed to be about what you know? So if you're prepped for the test, to pass the test... Do you really know it? That's what I used to love about why well, I hated them as a student. But that's, now as a parent, I look back and I go, that's, that's pop quizzes are the way to go. Do they actually know it? You come in. I remember as a student, you come in and they say, all right, we're having a pop quiz today. What? I'm not prepared. That's the whole idea. The pop quiz is not going to pass or fail you, but it's saying, look, without preparation, how has your preparation been? What do you actually know? So if you're a crammer, you know, 12 hours before, pop quizzes were not your friend. But, you know, God seems to give us pop quizzes all the time. They're called trials. You come in and you get graded. You know, so when that difficult time comes and you're crying and moaning and complaining to everybody, and it's like the world's falling apart, that's an F. But when you really start to say, Lord, oh, Lord, and you dig in, you, and you have a little, you know, I, I get C's, I think. You know, I, I got a C, C plus, maybe a B average. I do okay. Um, but you see some individuals, and it's like the trials bring the best out in them. Like, man, they were prepared for it. And you see that all the time, and you wonder how. You say, well, we just stay close to the Lord. When you're close to the Lord, he's always got you prepared for the next thing. So the angels had given this invitation to go check out what's going on. History is unfolding right before them. Now, signs are a good indicator, and God uses them in our life. Mary was given a sign. She didn't ask for a sign, but, I mean, think about it. That was a difficult challenge. You're going to be with child. Her question was, "Uh, how is that? Because I've not known a man, you know. There's no possible way for me to be with child. And he said, well, that's going to come upon you as of the Holy Spirit. And he says, and here, go check this out. Your older cousin, Elizabeth, too old, you know, well-stricken in years, I think the Bible describes her. Well-stricken in years is with child. And she's... 
She'd been pregnant six months. Mary, post haste, went to go check this out and to go visit to see Zechariah, Elizabeth's husband, remember before she was with child, he was in the temple. And the angel stood before him and said, Zechariah, your wife's going to have a child. And now you're standing before an angel. That should be the first clue that what's being said is real. Listen. But though he's standing before the angel, he goes, well, how am I going to know this is actually going to happen? And I guess that was a little too much. You know, like... Is this not enough? So he said, all right, here's how you're going to know. You're not going to be able to speak until the time the child's born. <laughs> and he wasn't. Zechariah got a sign too, and he asked for they Let that be a lesson to you. You ask for a sign, and you don't need one really. You know it's clear. Um, you don't know what you're going to get as, as your sign. There's so much more to learn from today's edition of Building on the Solid Rock, so be sure to stay tuned for the next part of Pastor Troy's message. Building on the Solid Rock is the radio teaching ministry of Pastor Troy Neely of Calvary Chapel Solid Rock in San Antonio, Texas. If you're in the San Antonio area, we'd love to have you join us in person for our weekly services on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. for a time of worship and learning from the Word of God. You can also come by on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for our in-depth Bible study. Learn more about the church and find directions at our website, buildingonthesolidrock.com. That website again is buildingonthesolidrock.com. We hope to see you there. Now, here's Pastor Troy with more of today's message. Gideon needed a sign. I mean, God said to this, this you know, shepherd guy, I mean, it's like taking the guy that just kind of does the lawn, says, you know what? I'm going to save the country with you. Uh, excuse me? And so it was a big deal. People were gathering around Gideon at, at this time. God was with him. And so he said, Lord, if, if you really are going to save us, our nation, by my hand, I, I need a sign. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the fleece out, and in the morning, if... It has the dew and the grass is, you know, dry or vice versa, then, then I'll know it's you. Well, it happened, but then he thought, well, that could just be the natural way things happen. So he reversed it, and God did it that way too, just to show him, I'm with you in this. He needed a sign because he was, God was about to reduce his already ill-prepared army down to like 300, and he's... The forces he was going to fight was innumerable. I mean, just what he started with seemed like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do this, but he whittled them down to almost nothing. And God said, so that you'll know you didn't do it, I did it. So often, guys, God puts our backs against a Red Sea. Or he puts us in places where we're, we're at a disadvantage. I don't know how it can be done. And he puts us there so that... He can show us that it's he that does it. So so what we have to stop doing is we have to stop fighting so hard to try to feel like we're going to be comfortable and we can make it happen. And we've got to let God be God. Trust him. Let go and trust him. We can do that. What's going to happen in 2022 with our government? I don't know, but I, I know we're going to trust the Lord. 
What's going to happen in 2024? I don't know, but we can trust the Lord. You know, my hope is we won't even be here. I won't have to worry about it. But if not, in fact, let's give him a moment. If he wants to take us right now, (laughs) the sooner the better for me. My kids, they don't think that way. When you're younger, you know, you're thinking, oh, I got to I, I gotta get married. Like, like, that's the best thing. Not to say, we have a great relationship. Now. <laughs> we have a watch out. We have a wonderful relationship. But uh, you could ask anyone who's been married more than six weeks. It's not everything you built it up to be. There are challenges, and there are things you didn't think about. So if it's your highest goal, like, please don't come, Lord, until I experience marriage or the birth of a child or whatever it is, one generation is going to have to give it up. (laughs) Let's let it be this one. Let's go for it. I'm ready. So they had an invitation to see. You know, it's December 24th for us. And we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. There are books written about when Jesus was actually born. I don't know when he was actually born. But I can tell you this. It probably wasn't in December. Because after mid-October, shepherds in that area didn't tend their flocks by night. Because of the coolness of the nights, arrangements were different. And so it's a date that's been passed down by tradition There are all sorts of debates and fights. We're not going to start any of those. The truth is that doesn't matter. What matters is that he did come. We have a date. We celebrate that date, whatever it is. And we celebrate not because of that date, but because of what happened. That the Messiah came. The one who was promised, he came. So there was an invitation to see that. And second, there was an invitation for peace. Um, Notice it's for all people. This is such a significant event that multitudes of heavenly hosts announce it and praise God because of it. This would emphasize to the shepherds, because of this heavenly host, that even though Jesus, when they see him, appears as just a a baby, like when they show up, there's going to be nothing majestic about this scene. They're going to look poor, in fact. I mean, no place to stay. But when they go in there, they will be able to remember this is a significant event. Not because of the scene. You know, Mary didn't have a glow. Jesus didn't have a light, backlighting him and stuff like that. Things piercing out or anything like that. Wasn't born with a crown on his head or anything. So when they go in, it's just a normal scene. But what they will remember is a heavenly host of angels celebrated this. This is a big deal. So this would emphasize to them that there was cause for praising. I think it's a shame that there are some groups who, for whatever reason, see no reason. And I'm talking religious groups, some who would even identify as Christian religious groups. Who will say that they don't celebrate Christmas. They don't celebrate a holiday like this or the birth of Christ Because um, the birth of Christ, even the angels announced it, heralded it, and said this was an important day. It's important because a promise was kept. And we're holding on to the promise. 
Notice this peace is toward men. It's a peace and goodwill toward men. So it doesn't mean peace on earth. So when, when the angels announce this, and sometimes in our Christmas cards we get it wrong, we're thinking peace on earth. That's not what was offered here. If you look around, there's not peace on earth. If you get in traffic, there's not peace on earth. If you go into those stores and try to fight for that last whatever, there's not peace on earth. And that's not what was offered. What was offered was peace and goodwill toward men. So toward is directional. Toward men. Mankind. Women, you're included. We're not, it's, it's just the way the Bible puts it. Mankind covers us all. So peace on earth toward us from where? Well, obviously from God. This is an offer of peace from him to us. Because see, without Christ, without forgiveness in our life, without doing business with God and receiving his forgiveness, we are actually at war with God. We're enemies. You may not feel like you're an enemy. I don't have anything against him. But you are. Because see, his desire is to rule and to reign. But you're saying, I don't want him in my life. That makes you an enemy. Jesus painted that picture for us, by the way. On Palm Sunday, when he was about to enter, he tells this parable of the minas, not the little fish. So, uh, like money you, you might invest. And he said, he gave some, a little, some more, and he said, go and invest it. And then he talks about those who invested a little. He said, you know, shame on you. You should have invested you should have poured yourself in. And the ones who, who invested and did so abundantly, he said, hey, awesome job. But then he talked to those who said, we don't want him to reign over us. Basically, they said, we don't want to do what he wants. We don't want him to rule our lives. And we're going to do it our way. Like, the, like at the fall, what happened at the fall. He said, bring those individuals here before me and slay them before me. Because they would not have me be king over them. So when you won't let him rule, when you won't let him be part of your life and guide you, you're an enemy. And so what God did, because before Christ and without faith in him, we were enemies, doing things our own way, doing what we thought was right. But God offered peace to mankind. In Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 8, we read this. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is in an enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot Please, God. This world will never have the peace that they're seeking. But you can have peace with God. You can have peace with God today. So this great invitation was given to the shepherds and they responded and given to all of us once Christ raised and sent his disciples out. Look at verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds 
said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Our time for today is just about up. We're so glad you tuned in to Building on the Solid Rock with Pastor Tony Neely. Where is your heart this Christmas season? Do you feel exhausted by it all, or are you energized by the festivities? Wherever you're at listening today, we pray this message brought to mind the truth and the heartbeat of the season, which is Jesus. His peace can impact every moment of your day, so allow Him to guide you this holiday season. Take some time to pause and think about the things you heard today. If there's anything that really spoke to you in this message, we'd love to hear about it. You can send us an email at info at buildingonthesolidrock.com. That's info at buildingonthesolidrock.com. To hear any other messages from Pastor Troy, head over to buildingonthesolidrock.com. We'd love to meet you too. Find out at buildingonthesolidrock.com how you can join us for worship this weekend. We truly hope that you find hope and rest in Jesus this holiday season. Thanks for listening to this holiday edition of Building on the Solid Rock. Let the light of Christ shine as we grow in Him. Come have your way in us. Come have your way in us.